You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 87. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where growth and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey. Balancing life with the wisdom of Egum, Ifa, and Orisha in our everyday lives. I am your host, Yvonne. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am your host, Yvonne. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So this is a very good episode because it is part two from the last one, which was called Trust But Verify, part dos, two. So grab your earbuds cup of coffee, tea, something good to drink, and let's chat. Before we get to the episode, little by little, I'm working on some stuff, and I'm re-recording, and I'm changing the page, and it's it's going to take some time, so I just ask you to have a little bit of patience with me while I get all of this sorted, but guess what? Our new host or, you know, sponsor of this episode has been re-recorded. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Olubumi Creations. Love Arisha and Arisha things? Me too. This is why I created a space which is dedicated to creating Arisha things. From original artwork, especially calligraphy and lettering pieces, which you can have on your walls from the 60 Megis to sayings about the Orishas. How about having your favorite saying on a mug or a t-shirt? Because, well, why not? There are cards, decals, Orisha offering dishes, which are all made per order by hand. And look out for limited offerings. There is something for many of the Orishas. And if you don't see something, reach out. And let's see what creative, spiritual awesomeness we can create for you. Olubumi Creations was made because going to the store to get something for someone in the traditions was pretty much impossible. Or it's the same thing and the same art over and over. Check us out by going to www.arishawisdom.com forward slash Yvonne. And that is I, V as in Victor, O, N as in Nancy. This is Orisha Art made by an Orisha worshiper for Orisha worshippers of the world with Olubumi Creations. Alrighty then, you see, I'm starting little by little. I've also heard some comments, let me know what you think, because I don't know, it just sounds so, you know, your host is Yvonne, although that is my legal name, Yvonne, but some people said that they like Yvonne Reborn. I don't know, let me know what you think, if you like it, whether we should keep it, I'm not sure anymore. I am literally going with the motions. Let's get to this episode. You're going to hear a lot of rustling of 
pages because I am literally going back and forth. On episode 86, we were talking about if we were to go back with a crystal ball that screams, ah, danger, danger, what would we do? And we tackled a lot of topics. If you're going to a reading alone, if you meet somebody at an event, if you know, you're by chance meeting and perhaps someone in social media. We didn't tackle a few because, I mean, the episode was long as it was. But the same advice, although we are going to move on to another area of this, still is applicable. So if you need to, just go back and listen to episode 86 for a refresh. And as more, I don't know, red flags and my little... A sphere of hell <laughs> starts spinning, I will, of course, re-add that material. Now, we are going to still go back and forth on a few things. So that's why I said I'm, I'm literally going back and forth on pages. What I, before I continue, I just want you to know that this is not an all-inclusive red flags, I don't know, list session, but as many more come up and as we discover many areas to watch out for, I'm sure I'm not the only one tackling this pie. We are definitely going to be sharing it with everyone of our listeners in whatever platforms that we have. Okay, uh, this is a topic that is I'm very passionate about. I was passionate about it to start when I started the Orisha Wisdom Anything, community podcast, anything. But now I am very passionate about this topic because it affected me me personally. And now I'm like, well, what do we do? You know what? Hindsight is 2020. So let's talk about some stuff. What happens? Here's the question. What happens when someone who is related to you takes you to see someone? You're like, oh my God, I need help. And um. I don't know, I need a job, I need a baby, I need more money, I need whatever it is. Do you know somebody that like, of course I do, girl, I'll give you the hookup. I know priests, so-and-so. What do you do? If you would have asked me this question 16 years ago, I would have said, you know what? Thank you, lucky stars. This is a sign, go for it. Because, you know, family is not going to let you down, right? Now, because of what I have been through, I just don't trust blindly anyone anymore. As I understand it, there is talk now of better vetting practices. But in the meantime, while I guess this is being figured out in a bigger whole in a bigger sense. These are the things that I would ask you to find out. From your relative, what tradition is that 
priest. That is going to be important. Is it Lukumi? Do they call themselves Isheshe? Are they an Espiritista? Do they practice traditional candomble? What is it? How long have they been doing this for? Who are their godparents? I understand that in traditional there is no such word, but they are starting to understand that this is how we understand the people who represent them to receive said initiation. So they'll answer you even if you're talking to somebody who's in Nigeria. This one is going to be hard, but I promise you it will not be offensive. If you were to say to, let's say you're talking to your sister, your sister is in the traditions, and sister, you're like, sis, what tradition? Oh, it's Lukumi. Oh, okay, how long has this guy or person been a Lukumi priest? Oh, I think about 10 years. Oh, okay. Who are the godparents? Oh, Iya so-and-so and Baba so-and-so. Okay. You don't know those people. You just know your sister. If you were to ask a question like this, it's going to be interesting because this is not something I have ever suggested before, but based on what happened to me, heck yeah, we're going to be talking about this now. And the question is, can I speak with someone who was at that initiation of that person? Now, here's the thing. Your sister will be like, are you questioning me? No. Listen, remember this. Remember, I had a boss who used to question me on stuff and I get all offended. But why did your expenses? He's like, no, no, no. I trust you. I just got to verify. Trust, but verify. Here's the thing. Your sister would have no choice but to ask said priest, hey, can I get the names and some numbers of some people who were at your initiation? Here's a couple of things that I'm going to talk about. And this is a note to all priests and to everybody. If that person gets offended with that question, person, listener, friend, sister, brother, he, she, her, they, however you want to be called, run, 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 run. If your relative, so in this conversation, I'm talking to my sister. She's like, oh my God, I'm not going to ask priest so-and-so. That is so offensive. That is an elder. Listen, just be honest. This is your sister or your cousin or whoever. Just explain, listen, it's not that I don't trust you or said priest. I just need to verify. Remember, Trust, but verify. Just think about it like this. What happened to me, to me, Yvonne, was that this was all kept in the quote-unquote family. And no one had really participated in any of our big ceremonies. I know for mine, they were only... Other than me, there were only three other adults there. One was my husband, was, was, one was my godmother, and another priest who was a friend. That was it. Oh, and my godson who was holding animals. But uh, priest-wise, that, that was it. 
That's not enough. So this is why this is coming from a different place. Okay. Since we're just in this example, um, it could be cousin, brother, whoever, twin, I don't care. Since you have a family or relative or the hookup, ask to speak with someone outside of that person's spiritual house who has worked a ceremony with this priest. This is important because one thing that you want is somebody also to say, yes, I've worked on his ceremonies or he has worked for hours or whatever the case. And as I was writing that that one down, I wanted to cross it out, but I'm not. I'm not going to cross it out because my husband also worked in other people's ceremonies and nobody knew that he was really not crowned or valid. Let's just use that word, valid. There was something done, but it was not valid for other reasons. So that might be a little tricky, but the one person, the one set of people that can really say at least I was there, that would be important. And there is no way that everybody's dead and nobody can vouch for you. That is not true. As it was being explained to me by many priests, not only in Lukumi, but in traditional because now we're moving away from Isheshe, so I don't want to offend. But for this conversation, if I say Isheshe, it means traditional and vice versa. Don't kill me. Don't get offended. But what I was told is no matter what, when there is the making of a new anything within our traditions, there are a lot of people there. This has to be a must going forward. It's going to be for me. Unless you come absolutely vetted by somebody that I know who was at your ceremony, I'm going to ask you that question. And I don't want you to be offended. It's just, I trust you and I like you. I just got to verify. The only way that our traditions properly work from what I am gathering now is that this is a communal tradition there are no closed ceremonies. Now, this might be hard and you are the one that's seeking the help. So you may not want to offend anyone. But you know what? Just blame it on me. It was about that girl who thought she was crowned and she wasn't and she went through a lot of stuff and I just don't want to do or go through what she went through. Listen, just blame it on me. It's not even you, it's me. I'll take the blame for it because I just don't want you and you don't want to go through what I went through. This, I realize, is very different from the messages that I've put out before, which is mostly like, you know, go by referral, because this is what we're told. We're told, go by referrals. Referrals are key. If you trust your source, you should be fine. But now that's not true. It did not work for me. And because of that is where those questions, what tradition, 
That's simple. Let's say Lukumi. How long? Let's say 10 years. Who are your godparents? Yes, so-and-so, Baba, so-and-so. And can I speak to somebody who was at your ceremony when you were made? And the truth is, from what I gather, this is not an offensive and a hard ask at all. Because people are supposed to get together at the making or initiation of anyone from different houses. I know that some people might be offended like, oh my God, they're going to be clutching their leggings. Why do they want to find out? Hasn't my record been enough? And the truth is, if this is you, I'm sorry, but I don't care. Because now I'm not going to be able to get my 11 years back in Ocha. Because someone was supposed to be vetted and wasn't. So because of that, I think that we need to come from another perspective. It's not to offend. It's just to make sure that everything is on the up and up. And far too many people are doing far too many bad things to others. And we need to do we, meaning the Alejos and Aborishas, because now I am an Aborisha, we need to do whatever we can to protect ourselves while the community and the elders sort this out. And until the elders come up with a better plan on doing this moving forward, we need to do what we can and we need to work with the people that we know until we, we can figure this out and be in a place of better safety, spiritual, financial, and all kinds of safety. It, so moving on with the relative who's referring you. If your relative, sister, brother, cousin, etc., gets offended and doesn't want to take you to his or her person, Baba Iyalocha, Baba Locha, whoever, then don't worry about it. Pray to your ancestors to bring you to a person. It sounds like, but oh my God, Yvonne, please, I'm about to get a reading with priest so-and-so. Why would you tell me to do that? I think it's better to be safe than sorry. And I if I would have gotten this advice 20 years ago, I would have said, heck no, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to get my reading and get my stuff done, right? If you would have told me, you need to do this before getting initiated, I'm like, you're lying. I don't need to. I trust my so-and-so sister, brother, mother, friend. But now, after what I've been through, Absolutely. No qualms about it. I want to speak to somebody who was there, who was washing plates, who was the cook. I want to know, what did you eat? I want to know it all. I want to see if stories match because this I am finding out is an intricate part of our traditions. And I understand that. And I think I wrote it in my notes, so I'm probably going to skip, but it's more appropriate here, I think. 
it might be easier for a person who is already in the traditions and has friends in the community to get these answers than a brand new one. But don't fret. There are a couple of resources that we can start with, but I get it. And it's hard. And this is going to be a question. It's basically like asking a doctor, hey, show me your medical license. If they get offended, would you stay there to get your surgery? No. You'd be like, I'm out of here. Same thing here. You are putting your life and your money, your world into somebody's hand. Well, hands, I'll say they have two hands. <laughs> so it is important that you ask the correct questions and get a true, true answer. I will say this. If anyone gives you any problems with your questions on their priesthood, just politely, thank you so much, excuse yourself, and bye. Go, please. I put this in brackets. Knowing of a priest is no longer good enough. It's just not. I know this priest was, a, I don't care. I need, I need references and not references of people that you've done work for because that people can do. That's not what I'm looking for. I am now looking for who was there at your ceremony when you were made. I want to know everything that happened that day. Of course, I'm not going to ask about what happened in your ceremony and neither are you. And they're not going to tell you anyway, but like, you know, tell me something about it and see if the stories match. I understand that this is probably going to create more trouble for the scammers. So they're like, okay, I'm going to give your name. Remember, lie to me and lie for me. I'm sure that somebody's going to come up with a way to get around it. But in the meantime, Look around, look around at what I'm finding out as I am now going around and chatting with people. It is so interesting on how our world is small, like tiny, but humongous, but really tiny. Like I'm talking to someone and they're like, yeah, priest so-and-so. I was there when blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, holy crap. You know this person. Interesting. And these are, I wouldn't even have thought. So it is done for a reason. It is a communal. It's not the only reason, obviously, but it is an important reason. All right, let me see, because I know that I totally went off my notes, but it was important. Now, let's move on from... If your relative knows a priest, we're going to table that for now. What if this person is a public speaker? If you are a priest or an aborisha who knows people, this process will be a lot easier for you. So I'm going to start with you. We would think that an orisha, egun, I don't know, if priest will be vetted by the organization who is putting him out there or her. But that's not necessarily true. 
Just remember, trust but verify. The questions are still the same. What tradition? When he or she was made, that means when they were crowned or initiated. We usually use that lingo. When were they made? By whom? So we want two names, especially in Lukumi. Two names, Godparent and Ajubona or Ojubona or Jubona. Anything that sounds like that. We need two distinct names, real names, like real people, breathing people who have breathed on this earth, not made up ones. And who was there? The who was there is what was most important before, and it's even going to become more prevalent from a speaker because this was also my experience. This was a person who was a public speaker at certain events within the community. This person spoke at an Orisha church in New York City. Of course, it's going to be vetted, right? Wrong. No one had vetted that person. So, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that for, for everybody, the last question is the most important. I love public speakers. There is always something to learn from every public speaker. But even so, trust but verify. Not only in my personal life this has shown up to be true, but someone being, you know, shows up to be a great speaker and is not vetted, that is not uncommon. So I found out. So I know that the last one is for authors, but it's all the same thing. There is a particular author. I said, ooh, this was on Amazon. And I said, oh, my God, I am going to buy. And I did. I bought a lot of his books. Come to find out this person is not what they said they were. And I'm like, ah, oh, I just paid a whole bunch of money on these books. Now I have to like get rid of them or maybe donate them to something because they are not coming from a priest. And I needed a legitimate priest for these. These are books that I bought years ago and I'm just finding out who this author is. So this is very applicable. There is no one there. Uh, they can't really provide you. And no, it's a no. And it has to be different people. It's not going to be the same one person. So just in case, it, it's not going to. It's going to be at, at least 15 to 20 people who were there. At least. So I'm getting. All right. I wrote down. See, I lost my train of thought. I got a little passionate. There we go. There we go. We no longer, which is really sad. I'm going to turn this over so I can see my notes a little better. We can no longer trust someone's word. Remember the whole thing? My word, your word is your bond. Not anymore. I don't care about your word. Show me your license, basically. Your license. I want to see it because I, 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 I can't anymore. And your license are people, real people. This is a community thing. 
there should be a bunch of people present at religious milestones. You can pray on your own. You, If you are adept at OB, you can throw OB on your own. You can do a couple of things on your own. You can wash your rishas if you have them on your own. You can take care of your warriors on your own. And taking care doesn't mean killing a chicken or something. If you can't, I'm just saying. We're talking like, you know, tending to them. You can do that on your own. But receiving anything, and I mean anything, anything whatsoever. I don't care if it is eleques. I don't care what it is. Receiving anything or any initiation, you should have plenty of people present. Not just family and the godchildren of said person. This is where my crystal ball is buzzing. You know what? I'm going to need to find like a little crystal ball (laughs) that has like fire inside and spins and stuff. I need to talk to the Harry Potter people. But anyway, (laughs) I like Harry Potter. If I would have had my crystal ball back then, that would have been a huge my ball would have been screaming. It would have probably exploded and re-put together itself to explode again after it screams. If you meet someone where they tell you, well, the only people who were there were the godchildren, ugh, that's that's a no-no. Mm, that, uh, that's a huge red flag. And from what I'm getting from different priests, different lineages, different ages, different ages in Ocha, different initiations, not just Ifa, we're talking everything. It is important to have plenty of people there. The challenge on this one is going to be if you are new. Now let's go talk to you. The brand new greeny, green, green, alejo. That means new person. So let's say that you've been at this great event and this, I don't know, this Babalawa just finished talking and you're like, oh my God, you see little stars. I know because I see a lot of little stars and I did see a lot of little stars. So I understand no judgment here. Okay. I get it. You are starstruck by this person who is speaking all kinds of spiritual yumminess. I should have written that down. Spiritual yumminess, but really. But you're really shy and you don't know what to do. You really like this priest. You really like, let's just use this example. This Baba Lao was speaking about Ifa. The words that he was saying were resonating with you. Like you feel them and you really, really want this. Like you really do. You you feel it. You feel it in your heart. What do you do? And this is the spiritual guru's conference. You're like, this person is definitely a guru. What are we going to do? I'm going to suggest something. I had trouble writing this piece because the newer person I I found, I've always said one of my superpowers is to like put myself in like my own shoes and just go back to that frame of mind. I don't know if I would have been able to do this, but knowing what I know now, 
it's worth it so that you don't have to go through many things that not just me, but other people have gone through. So I'm going to ask that you breathe in some courage. And after the event is done of said priest from the spiritual gurus conference, you walk up to the front after the event, the, you know, the event, the talk, the chat, find someone who works there. And you're going to say something kind of like this. You don't have to do it verbatim. You can make it your own. I am interested in what this speaker, Baba Yeso and so said. And I would like more information. Can you please connect me with the person who was responsible for vetting him or her? And you wait. If it is a guard, they're probably not going to know where to go. So you have to find someone else who has a tag and you're going to ask them that question. If this person is, okay, let's say that this is an event that is more mundane and um, you know what mundane means. That means that it is not, for example, an Orisha conference. In an Orisha conference, this would be a very appropriate question. They would know what you're talking about. Let's say that we're just talking about, I don't know, um, a community thing, not in our community. Let's say, gosh, I'm trying to figure this out. Like um, any event that is not necessarily spiritual, but people who were spiritual were invited. This question, still ask it, but they'll be like, we don't know what that is, or we're going to connect you to someone. If they give you that name, then, of course, you're going to ask what? What lineage, how long, who are their godparents, and can you connect them? Can somebody connect you with somebody who was there when they were made, when they were initiated? This is very, very important. I don't care if the person is 75 years old, because even if that's the case, and basically all of them have died, that's okay, because somebody had children, somebody has brothers and sisters, there's a twin out there somewhere, and they're able to, to tell you, hey, my aunt, she was actually there. My aunt died, but she told me, when so-and-so was made, blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, all these weird stories have come up. Like I mentioned a priest because I'm seeking certain information to go, you know, so-and-so was there. So it, it does come up. But let's say that this is a more, you know, worldly, non-spiritual event. No problem. Just take that person's name. And I've given these three places just to start. I am hoping to get in touch with these three places to see if they're, first of all, okay that I'm sending them to, sending you to them, all of these listeners. But I really like them. I like what they have to do. I like it because they know a lot of people within the community because they do events out there in different states. I'm a fan of that. The places are eleda.org, eleda.org. Org. That would be E-L-E-D-A dot O-R-G. That would be one good place to go to. Santeros del Mundo, Spanish-speaking people, Santeros del Mundo, great place to go to. Oloshas United is a great place to go to. 
another great place. And this one is did not make it when my notes, but I just remembered the church of Babaluaye, they are having like an application process where people are getting vetted. This is amazing. This would be a great place to go. I am crossing my fingers. This would be an awesome place for you to go. Hey, if this person is looking me, um, is that person listed there? That would be a great place. What I said is still stands true. Finding people who were there when they were made is very important. And if you tell me, well, it's somebody who's into the traditional or Isheshe and their godparents are in Nigeria because they went and got in Nigeria, that's all right. Because guess what? A lot of people that are in Lukumi know a lot of people who are into the traditional or they themselves are too. So trying to figure out who is who is going to be now our number one goal when you are meeting a speaker, a public speaker at an event, I don't care what event. I'm serious. I really don't care. It could be at the Orisha's Church of the Universe. I need to know. It's not enough that that person is a speaker. Not to me. Not anymore. And I really want you to take this and to heed this warning. Very, very important. Try to find as many people as you can. And I understand that it might be something that's urgent. Please, if they start getting offended at you trying to figure out who was there and really speaking to a godparent of said person, please walk away. I wish I would have known that, but I didn't. And I don't think I would have cared back then because I was just so enamored with the religion. So I get it. You are enamored. And I, I get that you want to reconnect. So I, I'm not creating these steps because I want you to struggle, but because of the struggle that I went through. And I'm not by myself. I just spoke to a young lady who went through something very similar, and my heart broke when she told me. I thought my case was unique. And my heart sank for her. But again, there was no proper vetting of said priests. And it's not with the same person. It's not the same state. But our stories are fairly similar with, you know, a couple of differences. For example, she wasn't married to the guy like I was. So I really do hope that you hear what I'm saying. And if you don't believe me, guess what? I am not offended. Go verify. Go find other priests. Is what she's saying true? Is this true? Now I am no longer getting offended. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're saying. That's okay because this is what happened. And this is how I know that. And what I went through, it's because I didn't know that. Now, moving on to the author, as I said before, the rules are are actually even easier because you don't have to like, oh my God, how am I going to talk and see if I can find somebody? Like it doesn't work that way anymore because as an author, you can look it up. You can try to see if you can contact these organizations, Aleda.org, Babaluayesh Church, um, what's the other one? Oloshas United, Santeros del Mundo. 
there are, and even on Facebook, there's this guy, he's a babalao, and he has a place called, um, gosh, Santeros Exposed. Yeah. And they are all over. And I'm like, whoa. So there are places out there for you to find someone who was there just to verify because you're putting your life, your life in someone else's hands. And someone asked me, well, what is it like? And I literally just said that, I think within the past two days. It's like a doctor who's performing surgeries but didn't get the license and didn't finish school or didn't go to school. Would you really trust them to go work on your brain or your heart? No, you wouldn't. I don't care what you've heard. You would not. Same here. And I will say this. It's basically the same rules. How long, who, who was there for an author as well as a speaker. So remember, leda.org, there are other forums as well. And who was there when that person was crowned? That is very important. And not by hearsay only. That I, as I'm working through this, I'm speaking to priests, people, real priests, real initiated priests. And there are blind spots. Remember, we were talking about the blind spots on episode 86. There are blind spots. We're trying to do our best to work around them so that we can see a little bit better. But one aspect that is an absolute no is a secret. There are some ceremonies that must be kept secret. But the secret is not on who was there. At least that part. Who was there becomes kind of like the resume or the hoja de vida for those Spanish speakers. Those people are there for your spiritual elevation or for that priest's spiritual elevation. And the secrets in what happens in a ceremony, I, I get that. That is the secret. And they, hold on, I just want to make sure. Yeah. I just want to make sure because I took a lot of notes. The secrets of the ceremony are obviously going to be kept secret. The secrets are the process of the ceremony. And that is not something that will be told to you until you go through it. And only to those who have undergone said initiation or said ceremony, they will understand what you're going through. So if you're ever with somebody, well, I'm not allowed to speak about my initiation and who was there, let me tell you, sister, brother, run. Run. Seriously, run. I, <laughs> I'm going to make you laugh a little bit. Ababalao recently told me this. When you go through any future ceremony, guess what? And I'm like, what, Baba? You can talk to 
anyone from any ile about your ceremony. They don't have to be in your ile. If they had that ceremony, you can talk to them. And my face probably said it all. I've been told that I'm very expressive. It's true. I'm probably like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then he killed me with this one. And, and, he, and I'm, you know, he paused and we won't make you sign anything. And let me tell you, that was the butt of the joke. Every couple of minutes, we're not going to make you sign anything. We're not going to make you sign anything. We're not going to make you sign anything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Gee, thanks, Baba. You know what? Now I'm going to forward this to him because he's going to, he's going to crack up up this. But as I ask around through the various lineages, it becomes very apparent, not just in Lukumi, but in traditional and other ATR practices, it is important for different people to be present, to help. And it's also going to help with checks and balances. So if they say, well, I'm sorry, this is Ishesh, there's only three people, dude, run. Because I've actually spoken to people who are practicing traditional, who were made in Africa, that have to call their elders regarding my questions. And they're like, yeah, we had to have like 20 people there because it's a lot of work. So if, if you hear, nope, it was only like two, three people, dude, run, do that, run, 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 run. Not only are they there to help you elevate, to, to provide checks and balances. But they also are going to help to vet you and to help each other. It's interesting. Now, not before, I never saw this before, but I see it now. The dynamic of priests, real priests, by the way, real, real bona fide vetted priests readily calling other priests in other iles, other lineages to come help with their ceremonies and their people's initiations and their yawo's initiations. People are from different egbes. Well, I'm not going to say egbes, iles and, or houses and they're traveling and they're all going because there's a new yawo that's going to be done. There's a new this, there's a new that and everybody gets together. I'm going to end with this. If anything, blame me. I don't want what happened to her to happen to me. And if that is a little too much, just say, look, I just, I trust you. I just want to verify. Trust, but verify. Now I'm getting to put my book down. I hope that you enjoyed this episode I'm pretty sure that the format is going to start changing a little bit as we are moving along. But if you found this podcast helpful, useful, share it. That is the biggest thing that you can do to help this podcast to grow. And remember, if you like Orisha things, definitely go to the link it's an Etsy store where I make a lot of things Orisha-based. And because of what I've been going through, 
I had to take a huge pause at everything, but it is going to be very, very helpful just to help the podcast move along and to help pay for items. So see if you like something, this makes great gifts, especially for Risha anniversaries and all of those things. I just wanted to tell all of you, the community, thank you. This has been very hard. This has been difficult. It is humbling. And um, it hasn't been easy to go up and speak a truth. It almost seems impossible, unbelievable, like that can't even happen. I just wanted to thank you for your thoughts, your prayers, your messages. I do see them. I just wanted to say, I understand that this may be difficult to hear or understand, but now I'm also realizing I'm not the only one. There are other people that very similar stories are happening to, and as scary as it is for me, what scares me more is that it could happen to more people. We need to put better, better checks, better balances, better safety in place for us, the Alejos and the Aborishas, and even for priests who are following other people who are supposedly priests and aren't. I just wanted to say thank you. My gratitude is immense to the community and my goal, honestly, is I don't want anybody to go through this ever, if possible. So with that, we're going to be going through a lot of things. I still haven't sorted out how the podcast is going to be looking I am still sorting a lot of things out, re-recording, changing pages, changing a lot of things. I ask for your patience and I just ask for prayers and thank you again. And as we say, stay tuned for the next couple of episodes. We're going to go through a lot of interesting topics going forward. Honestly, I can't wait until next time. May your elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you all. Just oodles of blessings. Odabo. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Egun, Orisha, and Ifa is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.